With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. A bit of a dramatic entrance for Sir Dan Kaplis today as he is battling the roads like many of you are. The weather out there not cooperating. His producer is here, locked and loaded, ready to go. Kelly alongside taking your calls, 855-405-8255 here on this Tuesday, January 25th. Thankful that my voice is mostly back, uh, like many of you over the holidays I suffered from what was I was told was a cold, could have been Omicron, tested negative twice, not sure still in retrospect whether or not I had it, and then lo and behold, last week I've been dealing with a sinus infection as well. It's just that time of year, and I think hopefully we are of a mentality eventually, and I hope sooner rather than later, that we get back to where we were pre-COVID, and that is there is a cold and a flu season that we're all well aware of. We all try to steel ourselves against it, whether it's with vitamins or your diet or exercise or all of the above or a flu shot. There isn't even a cold shot. The common cold as it is now, not life-threatening. Now, it can be for the elderly, for those who are immunocompromised, and likewise with the flu, those comorbidities can contribute to more serious outcomes, even if you've had the flu shot. And everybody makes an individual decision whether or not it is worth the risk of going out in public, commingling with your fellow citizenry, living your life, doing daily tasks, chores, deeds, events, etc. Or if that risk is just too great and you decide to remove yourself from society and stay home. This is the crux of the argument that we heard taking place over the weekend when, and I've mentioned this before with Dan, you have center-left media types, people that you know, people that for the longest time went along with, lockstep, all of the CDC recommendations, Dr. Fauci. Maybe they didn't have a prayer candle of Dr. Fauci, like the far, 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 far left, but center-left types, you know, their hearts are in the right places. They want to do the right thing, however that's defined. They want to do right by their fellow man and woman. They want to follow the rules, whatever those rules are. But the rules kept changing. And I think people ultimately became not only frustrated by it, but extremely disenchanted with the sources of information that were leading us down primrose paths of nothingness. There was no end game. There was no finish line. There was no goal determined. There was no if we get to X, we will return to normal life. Now, we were told 15 days to slow the spread, another 15 days to flatten the curve, another however many months to make sure our hospitals were not overridden with COVID patients and infirmed, 
Then we had the vaccines. That was supposed to be our ticket to freedom, our ticket to ride, right? And then we were told, no, no, wait, not so fast. Asterisk, fine print. Actually, even if you're vaccinated, you can be asymptomatic, contract the virus, transmit the virus to other vaccinated people. And that's where the madness began to set in. There were some who believed, if I just follow this path, if I just follow this certain set of rules, and I play by the rules, I'll be safe, we'll get out of this, I will have done my part, I'm a good person. I think there are too many of those out there, and I've had these arguments with listeners on this station and throughout the front range, they lack a certain central ethos in their lives. It could be a belief system based on faith, based on actual religion, whether that be Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, Islam, any of those central core beliefs that guide their lives from here to the hereafter. I think there are people with a certain emptiness that lack that, what do we call it, North Star, that guiding set of principles. What makes you a good person? What gives you a sense of purpose and worth? And COVID came in, and it in and of, of itself became a religion. People believed in it as a god of sorts. Ben Shapiro has made this reference on his podcast, and he's not wrong. They elevated this fearful COVID god above all else, and they felt if we just kneel, if we surrender our freedoms, if we do what we're told to do and satisfy the COVID gods, it will all go away. Fauci was part of that. Walensky was part of that. There's a whole cabal in the CDC, the NIH, all the bureaucracies of our federal government that kept giving us these rules changing the rules, moving the goalposts, and expecting us just to follow along blindly. And this is why I find it so hilarious that somebody like Neil Young, okay, this is a geriatric baby boom generation rocker who was against the establishment, who was part of a super group called Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Sometimes Young, CSN and Sometimes Y, this is somebody that my father looked up to, loved his music, protest anthems against Vietnam, against Richard Nixon, against the United States federal government, trust no one over 30. You remember that little quip from the Vietnam era? You were being lied to. The American military industrial complex is lying to you about Vietnam. Trust no one. Question everything and certainly question authority. That was the central core ethos and belief system of an entire generation of Americans who were liberty-minded, libertarian-minded, looking out not only for their common man and woman, but for their own individual liberties, choices, freedoms. Go down the list. And now we see certain artists... Neil Young being one of them saying, if you don't remove Joe Rogan and his misinformation from the Spotify platform, then take me off of it. So Neil Young has given Spotify an ultimatum. Either you can have my music, Neil Young, or 
you could have the Joe Rogan podcast, which I believe averages 11 million downloads a week, if not more, maybe more than that. Not a tough decision if you're part of Spotify and the corporate management there. Joe Rogan is a golden goose. Now, that is not to say that I believe Joe Rogan is the chosen one or that I agree with or believe everything Joe Rogan says, but I'll say this much. From a generation that was all about protest and free speech and the right to be heard and the right to dissent and taking that to the streets, that message, those anthems, those protests, now suddenly to be on the side of the machine that is trying to exert its will and enforce mandates that are time after time being ruled by judges and higher courts to be unconstitutional, it just bewilders me that somebody like Neil Young would be on that side and think he's not one of the baddies, that he's one of the good guys. No, you're not. No matter how much I might disagree with Neil Young or any other artist or how much I might dislike them or their music or their politics, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, don't like him at all. I don't want them banned from social media platforms. I don't want John Legend's music taken off of Spotify because I don't happen to agree with him politically. That's madness. That's insanity. That's fascism. And for far too long now, over these last two, two and a half years, the so-called far left, those that are looking out for everybody else, they have become the fascists that they warned us about. They're the fascists. They're the ones that think there is one truth, theirs, not to be deviated from, not to be questioned, not to be challenged. Science that cannot be challenged is not science. It's alchemy. It's some form of religion. You can't challenge that. You can't deny its existence. You can't say that Dr. Fauci was wrong. Even when Dr. Fauci, although he'll never admit that he was wrong, he'll say the science changed. Well, I mean, if I could use that excuse every day of my life, well, you know what? Uh, I thought I called that right, but uh, the science changed. So, you know, I'm not really wrong. Just the science changed. Now the answer's different. Can you imagine Fauci in medical school <laughs> with that mentality? He would never get a question wrong. Never, never an answer. Because Well, the, the, the science, you know, it could change. And then my answer, like five years from now, could be correct. Therefore, I'm not wrong. Listen to this guy. Listen to him, what he's telling you. And if you're not questioning it by now, I'm questioning you. I'm questioning you and your ability to think critically and just put things through the ringer. Put it through the gauntlet of truth and proving the science to be correct. And when it's proven wrong, take note of that. Not everything they're telling you is a universal truth. So Joe Rogan, is he right? Is Dr. Malone right? On that podcast? I don't know. He's an informed opinion, though. This guy that was center to the discovery and development of mRNA re- vaccines, Dr. Malone. He's not some kook. He's not some idiot just chomping at the bit. These voices should be heard. We should sort them out in the arena of public ideas. And then you make up your own minds. I didn't hire Spotify or Dr. Fauci, or anybody else to determine truthiness for me, to determine fact from fiction for me, to determine truth from lies for me. 
I make that call. You make that call for you. I don't want any bureaucratic board determining for me what's fake news. I'll make up my own mind. We'll take a quick break. Dan Kaplis on the other side, we hope, because it is the Dan Kaplis show. Ryan Schuling filling in. anybody better at this bumper music than ryan but i would have gone with fight the power here because similar actually sounds kind of similar now that you mention it don't you think fight the power is a little bit better it's more aggressive no ryan's as close to perfect as i've ever encountered in this business so yeah this is an aberration but uh, the reason uh, for this bumper music is our next guest is, is somebody who just epitomizes good rising up against bad and, 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 you know, that's one of my great beliefs in life is that all of life is an ongoing battle between good and evil and, and that out of the bad, you know, you have good rise up. And we've talked about that in a lot of different contexts. But in this context of the, the power drunk, petty tyrants, you know, uh, who are often in these roles as public health directors, and there are some good ones, but you've seen a lot of petty tyrant, power drunk bullies. And, and we've seen parents across the country. We saw it in Virginia, and we see it here in Colorado, rising up against these bullies uh, to try to stand up for their children and their community. And our next guest is one of those people. By the way, Ryan, thank you for starting the show. I was working on a case of mine. I'm sure you'll see it on the news tomorrow. And, uh, and so I was running a little bit late for the jump. But Lindsay Dotko is kind enough to join us again from Jeffco Kids First. We've had Lindsay on before as we've talked about Dawn Comstock, the so-called public health director. She doesn't deserve that title. My constitutionally protected opinion. And Lindsay, obviously, this is all my opinion. But, but I see Don Comstock as an example of everything that's wrong with, with the, the public health directors across the country, public health officials who are abusing their power. I, my constitutionally protected opinion, she's unqualified for this particular job, unprofessional, power drunk bully who's done a grave disservice to the people of Jefferson County particularly the children. So with that said, Lindsay, uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for all the great work you've done. And and please tell us what the latest is. Yeah, well, a community under strict mandates and distress is naturally going to seek data, reasoning, and truth behind those mandates. I think especially as they become so stringent and unreasonable and egregious that it affects every aspect of their lives and specifically their developing children's lives um, in the school setting. So through the Colorado Open Records Act, CORA, and access to official meetings through the Open Meeting Sunshine Laws, we have been researching and uncovering piece by piece 25 issues for about a year now since Comstock was hired. Um, and we, we've titled that document the Comstock 25, and we've been blasting it out. And I think it's had a really big effect for everyone to see it all in one place, even though we have been unfolding this to commissioners and others along the way. Well, fantastic job 
putting it together and the hard work that you've had to do to work through Cora, et cetera, so impressive. Now, where can people find this document? And I love the fact that you've attached your support to it. You've attached emails. You've attached other supportive documentation. Where can people find it? Yes, it's seven pages of explanation and 75 pages of documentation. And if you just go to jeffcokidsfirst.com, you'll see the document right there that you can click on and review. And, and you know, I think this is so important to our entire audience throughout the state and beyond, because while this particular, quote, public health director is in Jefferson County, very large county in Colorado, by the way, you know, this kind of behavior is all too common throughout the country. And, and I've never seen anywhere in America people do a better job of exposing the person behind this abuse. So if you would, just just start by talking about her qualifications or lack thereof for this particular job. Yeah, definitely. And what we found is that in a community, transparency equal equates to trust, which has not been there in Jeffco or, or in many places throughout this pandemic. So we are trying to help restore trust and we're hoping for big change quickly here as we've um, exposed this, as she's been so divisive to this community through her policies and her massive missteps. But as you said, her qualifications, uh, she is not a medical doctor. She is an academic who specializes in sports concussions and um, is a professor of epidemiology. But she was hired during a second round as they were not able to pinpoint somebody that um, they wanted to hire during the first round. And it was quite uh, an upheaval amongst the Jefferson County Public Health staff uh, during this hiring process. She actually um, was on the Board of Health. She helped change the position requirements um, so that a medical doctor would no longer be required. And then she resigned just months before she was hired, which outlines quite a massive conflict of interest. Um, there were 80 applicants. <laughs> so go ahead. Well, but, but wait a second. Let's, and that's an important point you make. 80 applicants. Were any of them medical doctors? Because don't you want a medical doctor as your public health official who has all this, and they're unelected, obviously, has all this enormous power over your lives? Wouldn't you at least want a medical doctor? Did no medical doctors apply? They did, actually, because we cored that as well, and we know that a finalist was a doctor, an em uh, emergency medicine doctor. <laughs> so wow. she won out even to that position, person. <laughs> yeah. And it makes perfect sense, Lindsay Dotko, Jeffco Kids First. And, and Lindsay, can you stay through a break? Oh, I can't. The, these revelations that this Dawn Comstock's not a medical director makes perfect sense when you look at everything she's done that, in my opinion, actually undermines public health, actively undermines it. And as Lindsay lays out for you after the break what they've uncovered, I think it supports my opinion that what you're seeing is a bully and a petty tyrant. And across the country, we have to work through the system to stop this. Coming out of COVID, we should make sure this never happens again. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the darkest house is just because. And you should note, he was speaking on a microphone. He had just made remarks to the room for about 10 or so minutes on this competitive council that they have formed here at the White House and was pretty, it seemed pretty clear he knew he was on a mic, Jake. Yeah, and the microphone is literally right in front of him. He had, it's not as though he was walking in a back room and he forgot that he had one clipped on his, his lapel. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that in a bit. Obviously, the president of the United States calling a Fox reporter a, a stupid SOB. So we'll get into that and, and the broader meaning and importance of that. But at the moment, our guest it really... I think transcends, you know, the, the individual county that she and her great group, Jeffco Kids First, are operating out of, which is Jefferson County, Colorado. And what she and the other parents there have done from the beginning to try to stand up for their children, stand up for their community against these petty tyrant bureaucrats, in this case, starting with Don Comstock, the so-called public health director there, I think should be an inspiration to all of us. So, Lindsay, before we get into more detail, which I think folks, no matter where they are in America, will find very interesting. Again, where can people find the report and, and supporting documentation that you've issued on this Dawn Comstock? Yes, if you go to jeffcokidsfirst.com, you can see the document right there at the top of the page. Well, and let me do this. I want to get to a few of the things you've documented in the report, and then you take it wherever you want to. But, um, but you revealed, you uncovered through your hard work that this Don Comstock is is reportedly also serving in this role for Gilpin County, right? And take it from there. Yes, this was quite a discovery. Uh, it came to our attention that she advises Gilpin County as their public health director. They don't have one. Well, their board of health consists of their county commissioners. So it's a little bit different setup um, but we started watching their PHOs and their mandates in Gilpin only to discover through the same CORA process a formal email between Gilpin County Commissioners and Don that she gave a formal recommendation that they let their school masking order expire. And then recently also rec recommended that they have just a short two to three week or PHO be put in place, which is night and day different from Jeffco. But what's interesting here is that at the time of this recommendation, the vaccination rates, and I believe still in Gilpin, were significantly lower in Gilpin than they are in Jeffco. Their positivity was quite a bit higher. And not only that, they have zero hospitals. So where do you think they go when they need to go to a hospital? <laughs> they go to Jeffco. So the same so, character who, who is being so draconian, just so nuts, 
in Jeffco is doing the opposite in Gilpin because tell folks about Jeffco in Jeffco. She's doing crazy stuff, you know, like the kids wearing masks out in extracurricular sports and all sorts of extreme stuff, even though the data doesn't come close to justifying it. Yeah, Don Comstock has made it clear that she believes children are the cure for COVID-19, that mandating children will cure this community. And that could not be more clear to her behavior and her written word and the things she says in official meetings. So specifically this year for Jeffco kids, not seen in other districts to this extent at all, um, they had to do weekly extracurricular testing on <clears throat> unvaccinated kids did, which um, 15,000 tests equated to just over 1% positivity. Wow. And that took about 2,600 hours of Jeff wow. Public Schools for, man hours. For 1% yep. positivity. How is she not fired instantly? Okay, so, so so-called public health director, you just subjected all the kids and their families to this. And you had one and all the expense in one percent positivity. How's she not fired on the spot? I think that's the question we could say for every single one of these yeah, 25 great point. items. <laughs> great point. How, how about um, this yeah. one? How about this one? I, I, I mean, we talked about it on air at the time. You guys did a you guys at Jeffco Kids First did a great job through Cora of getting this blockbuster email 630 in the morning if i remember the email correctly i haven't looked at it in months uh, from comstock to the school superintendent which i read my constitutionally protected opinion i i read is is raw bullying either do what i want and put these kids in masks or i'm going to hurt the kids that's my constitutionally protected interpretation but i hope everybody reads that letter for themselves Exactly. And you were so uh, instrumental in helping us to break open that email. That was our groundbreaking discovery. Um, you've helped us make those wor- words Jeffco famous. Just you and me here is how yep. she started this email. What a nut. And yeah, exactly. And so, um, she, like you said, no less than bullies, manipula- manipulates, and threatens a superintendent who had made great efforts to create. Um, restrictions or guidelines for a community of 300,000 that would allow everyone to be as comfortable as possible without being um, divisive and without being reckless. Um, And so she manipulates her and um, demands her into complying and also goes so far as to say that she will take legal action. She acknowledges that it would, that legal action would damage the reputation of public health, that she would um, remove all extracurricular activities if Dorland did not comply. Think about that. That's the way I read it. So she's saying, do what I want or I hurt the kids, right? That's the way I interpret it. You either put them all in masks or I'm taking away their extracurriculars. To me, that was the clear implication of that letter. Yes, and absolutely no right. regard for the mental health of kids, which we Man. now know is suffering. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And again, Lindsay Dotko's with us from Jeffco Kids First. Tell people where they can read this for themselves. JeffcoKidsFirst.com. It's the first thing you'll see when you go to the website. And then this goofball comes out and tells people to shop outside of Jeffco, right? That was a huge moment, for sure. Um, so she was in an, uh, an official county commissioner meeting, and she basically 
told community members to shop outside of Jeffco in counties with higher vaccination rates and mask compliance. She said she had just traveled from Boulder to Jeffco. She couldn't believe the difference. She was angry at Jeffco clearly in that moment and encouraged everybody to shop outside of Jeffco, especially those at risk. You could see this put the county commissioners on clear damage control. Um, they were not happy about this. Uh, this put them at risk for sure in their positions. They started tweeting videos outside of small businesses. This was near the holidays. Uh, two executive sessions were called for the Board of Health and another for the county commissioners citing personnel issues. Uh, one com commissioner, Dahl Kemper, confirmed to the news that it was in regards to this incident and her employment, and she had, has not yet been removed from this position, but we continue to see agendas citing personnel issues, and we have a new Board of Health president um, who we have some hope in, and we're, again, hoping for some big and quick change here. Well, how long is it going to take him? How much is it going to take him to see that in the context of this position, she's nuts? Yeah, yeah exactly. my opinion, it's constitutionally right. protected opinion, but this is nutty behavior. And then spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to persecute a few Christian schools? That was, again, just like the Dorland email kind of put the community over the top, um, she took these Christian schools to court, um, and what was fascinating and horrifying at the same time is we cored the information and the documents after the fact. One of these three small Christian schools agreed to comply before <clears throat> the court proceedings even began, and she refused and said yeah. she wanted to establish legal stipulation and took them to court anyway, even after they agreed to comply. These small Man. Christian schools, Man. you know, yeah. who don't have a lot of funding. And so it's, it's just power appalling. drunk, power drunk. Hey, yes. can we do this, Lindsay? I want to take 60 yeah. seconds of your time after the break, because I think my constitutionally protected opinion, you've caught her dead nuts line. And, and I want to end it with that. So can you stay through a break? Absolutely. Wonderful. And then uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll let Lindsay, this, this is amazing, uh, nail her with what I consider to be the lie. And then we'll move on to some other topics because we've got so much going on in the world today. 855-405-8255. What does it tell you about Biden when he called Ducey? He called Ducey from Fox a stupid SOB. What does that tell you about Biden? You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. in your paranoid world anymore your masked paranoid world you know you go out it's silly now you know you have your mask you have to have a card you have to have a booster they scan your head <laughs> like you're a cashier and i'm a bunch of bananas <laughs> i'm not bananas you are and that's Bill Maher on the left. But when they write the history of the resistance, the people who stood up to this tyranny and make no mistake about it, there's been a lot of tyranny during COVID. You know, these parents in Jefferson County should be first chapter. Lindsay Dotko joins us from Jeffco Kids First. We've had this group on many times before because they've done it right from the beginning. Large numbers of parents banding together to say, 
this stuff is crazy. Don't keep harming our kids this way. And they've done the hard work of public records requests and other document retrieval, and they put it together in a beautifully presented case that uh, that I'm looking at and I've studied today. And Lindsay will tell you where to find. But, but Lindsay, before we do that, I, I think you guys, my opinion, have just nailed this Don Comstock, so-called public health director, in a flat-out falsehood. And, you know, she, in my opinion, has been such a drama queen. This is all about her. It's all about her power, and it's all about her getting attention for herself. And the health of the public, I think, my opinion, matters nothing to her. And and she seems to just enjoy subjecting the kids you know, to all of this extreme stuff. But but tell people about um, what what I think is a lie you nailed her in, this this business about why these nurses resigned. Yes, <laughs> quite fascinating. So she was in a in a public health meeting and um, board of health meeting, and she basically outlined a retention crisis that, that JCPH was having. And in it, she said that three nurses had um, resigned and basically said that due to a protest, which actually Jeffco Kids First didn't organize this specific protest, which ended in, you know, a beautiful singing of um, a patriotic song. And she uh, said that because of the trauma these, this protest put on JCPH, these nurses had resigned. And so that didn't sit quite right with us, and we went to work with Cora, <laughs> and we Cora the resignation letters of those three nurses. And you're right, we caught her in a flat-out lie. Um, basically, the first one, we discovered the first nurse uh, had sent her resignation letter before Don Comstock had even said that. A second one had taken a charge nurse position, and basically just said she had a wonderful, beautiful experience there. Um, and then the third one, Don Comstock actually said herself in an official public meeting that the third nurse had resigned because she was able to make more money elsewhere, which yeah. um, the finance issues of JCPH are a whole other issue. Um, but yes, those three resignation letters completely contradicted Don's claim that put blame on the community for basically her own fault of losing her own employees. Yeah, boy, I think you guys have set such a great example. You do the hard work, you document it, you lay it out beautifully. Where can people find it? JeffcoKidsFirst.com. You'll see it right there first thing. Well, what a fantastic job, Lindsay, you and, and your entire team at Jeffco Kids First have done. I hope people read what you've produced. And I hope there's a lot more attention on this Dawn Comstock because, you know, coming out of this, I hope we've learned a real lesson about these public health officials. You have some who are heroic, but you have others who, who just aren't qualified for the job they're in to begin with. And then they just become these power drunk, petty tyrants you know, who undermine the health of a community. And I, I think you've proven a case that she is one of those. And so great work and hope we have you back soon. Thank you. And Dan, it's, it's always about the kids. This is not right. about revenge. It's about restoring our kids and their mental health and their social experiences and their academics. So thank yeah. you for allowing us to spread the word. Thanks, and Lindsay. We, 
we call on our commissioners to really push this through, Dan. So thank Amen. You. Amen. Thank you. That's Lindsay Dotko from Jeffco Kids First. And, uh, you know, we have been talking about this Peter Ducey thing, you know, Biden calling him a, a stupid SOB after Ducey asks a very fair question. Hey, you know, is, is all this inflation going to be a political liability? Ryan, why do you think Biden did that? I mean, do you think he realized any sane, cognizant person would realize they're standing in front of a hot mic. But do you think this is another example of his cognitive decline, or do you think he did it on purpose? Uh, it can be both, I guess. The answer could be yes. Uh, when we get it back, and we don't have a lot of time right here, you'll hear even CNN kind of making a, a mockery of it, both oh, yeah. Caitlin Collins and Jake Tapper. And I think he knew he was at a lectern. He knew there was a microphone there. He probably assumed maybe it was off and that maybe only the people to the side were going to hear him. But he certainly didn't really care. It wasn't so like oh, he was whispering and he only wanted certain people to know it. Uh, I think it's just his frustration boiling over, his approval numbers in the tank, and uh, Ducey asking a question that he did not want to answer. Yeah, and I think it's another example of him being clearly unfit for command, because whatever the answer is, you know, as part of a pattern, anybody can have a one-off, but as part of a pattern, clearly he's unfit for command. If he didn't realize the mic was there and it was hot, again, it just goes to his cognitive decline. If he did, then again, it's it's a small, insecure person who knows he is perceived as weak by Americans, correctly. He's perceived as pathetically weak by our enemies, and they're obviously marching to take advantage of that. Uh, so he's going to show what a tough guy he is by calling a reporter a stupid SOB. I mean, it's just it goes to how small and pathetic Joe Biden is. And I never said that about Barack Obama or Bill Clinton. They were wrong on issues, bad for America, but they weren't small, pathetic you know, small timers. Joe Biden is, and America's paying the price. When we come back, truly one of the stupidest things ever said on air by Don Lemon at CNN. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.